Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hi folks, welcome to Zompocalypse Now. You may notice a little bit of a different sound to this episode, uh, because due to scheduling reasons, uh, or not exactly uh, scheduling... Life. Yeah. Life the way we live it. Uh, Dustin and I are actually recording this uh, using Zoom. Um, Basically, the process of how we actually do this is Dustin records... Uh, in Texas, I record here in Missouri, and then he sends me the file, which I then stitch together and turn into the single uh, right. file you guys listen to. Um, that's just not- The really weird part is, is that we don't actually talk to each other when we're recording, so I don't know how you get it to set up to where it actually like makes any kind of sense. Like uh, I have asked terrible powers. Yes. <laughs> but like, like Tim said, because of you know, scheduling and all sorts of other crazy stuff. This week we are recording on Thursday night mm-hmm. at nine forty-two when we usually have it uploaded and everything right. way before now. So it's it's just it is going to be the way it is. So uh, hopefully it's. I have no idea how this is going to sound. Uh, I'll get to listen to it for the first time um, right before I slap the music on the beginning and the end, and then try and upload it. So wow, it'll be quick. So anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. We always appreciate you guys listening to us. And uh, if it sounds really odd, uh, this episode, sorry about that. Just the way it worked out. We we will try not to sound odd next time. Any odder than we normally do. Right. Right. It's a sliding scale. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. Uh, So most of the latest episode of The Walking Dead is called Choke Point. Mm -hmm. And um, things happened. Yes. Yes, things happened. Uh, personally, I there there were there were a few moments in the episode where things felt a little um, like they just sort of lined up that way because it's you know it felt very end of the writer kind of stuff. But overall, right. I enjoyed the episode. I didn't hate it. Uh, well, you know, this episode was written by my favorite Walking Dead writer. Yeah. Filler McFillerson. <laughs> I love his work. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm so glad when I get to sit through an hour of television written by Filler because, you know, you just know you're getting like peak stuff. <laughs> no. You get conversations like, you know, are, are we leaving Lydia behind? Are we keeping Lydia? You know, which is something we've been discussing for three full episodes. Yeah, okay, so that whole argument didn't make a lot of sense to me, considering that everything Daryl did to keep Lydia's mother from taking Lydia in the first place. Yeah. Well, this whole, con- that was one of the things that felt very contrived to me. Um, right. And so basically, uh, before we dive into that, we should probably give the, the, the standard kind of recap real quickly, uh, because there are, what, two stories to this episode? Uh, two, and, two and a quarter. Yeah, so, so back at the kingdom, 
um, they're preparing for the fair. Right. Um, and they receive, Jerry comes back to town. He doesn't have any of his equipment. And they're like, what's up, Jerry? And they're like, uh, well, uh, we got robbed on the road. Here's a letter from our robber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's basically, they call themselves the highwaymen, and they are yes. saying nobody can come to the fair. Um, you know, right. you know, you have to you have to pay us the toll. Essentially, you know, you're, we're blackmailing. We're blackmailing. Yes, you can't go. Uh, you, we're going to turn everyone who tries to go to your fair away. And so, so you know, Ezekiel uh, and Carol put on their murdering pants <laughs> and go to check it out. And when they get there, Carol kind of has a little bit of a change of heart. She's like, "Hey." They didn't kill Jerry. They just stole all this stuff. And they didn't say they're going to kill anybody who tries to go to the fair. They say they're going to turn them away if we don't pay the toll. Why don't we, instead of going in and murdering them, why don't we talk to them? And Ezekiel's like, you are not the woman I married. (laughs) And, And she's like, if they turn out to be assholes, we'll murder them. She also points out that the the letter was extremely well written and grammatically correct, and so right. <laughs> this one's points. Yeah. So they decide to uh, uh, to go talk to them, and you know they ambush these guys so easily, like it's yeah. hilarious. Like you know, it looks like oh, we're gonna, they're going to get us, and and then it's like no, no, you're not. Yeah, and and so the highwaymen look kind of like uh, refugees from um, the Charlie Daniels band. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and the leader of them's like, well, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not going to do anything you want, and and we're we're going to be be bad. And and Carol's like, you sure? He's like, yes. He's like, what was the last time you watched a movie? And he's like. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and he's like are you for real do you have from justin to kelly <laughs> and and then the highwaymen basically become the guardians of the road for the kingdom right which actually which goes into the the not even c plot i would call it like b.2 because Tara and a bunch of people from Hilltop are on their way to the fair and uh, and they they get attacked by walkers and just in time the uh, the highwaymen show up and save the day yeah and they literally are the cavalry coming over the hill i mean it's like right. there's the hill and they come over it and they save the day right <laughs> I have I have zero problems with this part of the story, by the way. I mean, this whole thing, oh, yeah. the whole thing with the highwaymen is just so completely bonkers. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I'm fine. This is this is okay. I mean, the 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 bit about the the letter, uh, the bit about you know saving the day with with Have you seen a movie? I am completely on board with this. It was just ridiculous enough for me to go. I am entertained with at this moment. Yes. I was fine. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't mad at it. It was goofy. Yeah. But, you know, if we discounted every time this show was goofy, we would have stopped watching it seven years ago. 
Well, this show could could arguably re- do a lot more with more goofy, actually. Right. Grim dark it is. Um, there was a very funny bit where somebody said, well, "What about what about that group of saviors that's out there?" And Carol was like, "No, it wasn't them. It's just completely deadpan, and nobody says anything else." She just <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, Here's the problem with doing this stuff without any editing is that I live on a busy street. <laughs> so you guys get to listen to cars drive by. Um, right. She's just like, no, nah, it wasn't them. Cause of course, you know, she murdered them all to death. Yeah. She burned them, burned them in fire. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's not them. They're like, Oh, okay. Carol, no, I guess. So that's that storyline. Um, and it was fun. I mean, it was, right. it was kind of silly, but it was fun. Meanwhile, um, Daryl and Connie, uh, Connie's the death lady, and of course Daryl is Daryl, right. rescued Henry and Lydia Yes. from the Whisperers. Right. The Whisperers are not thrilled about this. No, the Whisperers aren't thrilled about anything. And there's this sort of odd scene... Um, which I guess is meant to make us recognize that there is some sort of community in with the whispers, that there is some sort of, there are connections between these very strange people. Uh, right. This guy who's dying, he's been bitten, uh, and he's talking to Beta, who's the giant uh, yeah. whisper enforcer, and he's talking about the change is coming, and soon he'll be joining the Guardians, what they call the Walkers. And they says, you know, go get the man's wife, and and to, so there's these there's these connections here. These are these are people. Yeah, they have human connections. There's kindness and family and this sort of thing happening here, even though they are so clearly just warped. Right. And not only that, but later he is one of the walkers. That's. That goes up to the to the place. So oh, is he? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't write yeah. He's the first one. Daryl shoots. Oh well, of course. Yeah. So they're they are fleeing, and they come across a building that Connie and her group had originally had been had stayed at before. Right. This, of course, again raises questions of where the hell everything is uh, geographically in the walk. First, uh-huh. again, it's a random building in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, and when, we've been here before. He's like, oh, that's great, because she knows that where the choke points are, hence the title, and, uh, you know, how, how the building can be defended and, and all these things. And Daryl's like, okay, well, let's set up a trap, because we have to separate the living people from the walkers, and walkers are cracked with stairs. Right. And so they do. They basically set up a... Um, a, a, a very narrow avenue up to the second floor, the or higher than the second floor, I think. Um, and then they have oh, to, yeah. the walkers have to, you know, the walkers won't go be able to go. But the living, the living uh, whispers can make it up there, but they're also going to have to come up in, you know, one at a time in small groups. You know, a much more manageable number. Right. And they basically pick them off. Of course, before all of this happens, we have Connie and, and Lydia, Daryl, and Henry all deciding whether or not Lydia gets to fucking stay. Oh, I know. It's so you know, and like I said, I feel like we've had this conversation seven or eight times already. 
Well, and we had the we had the the whole connection Daryl made with her. Where this is an abused girl, and he yeah. he was willing to fight the whisperers to keep them from taking this abused girl back into an abusive situation. This is a man who knows abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, I why he'd be like, oh, she can't stay with us now. No, she's you know. It's like, well, what is, what difference does it make at this point? I mean, if nothing else, what difference does it make? Is right. Alpha going to be any less angry with you? And frankly, okay, so now we've visited the camp and we know that there are only like 60 whisperers. Let's be super generous. There are 60 <laughs> whisperers. There's Alexandria, the hilltop, the kingdom, Oceanside. Like, there are plenty of people that if they needed to take you know, take out these women or these these crazy alpha, they could do it. It's just so stupid. It's just stupid. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense at this point. So so we had this terrible argument which does, which we know, we know that at the end Daryl's going to say it's she can come back with us. That she can be she, yeah. and there's this but there's this this interesting discussion where, you know, Connie is is writing out what she's saying to to Daryl. Yeah. And, and he goes, you know, look, you know, we have to worry about our friends. You know, we've, she's, she's going to endanger our friends. And Connie writes on her notepad and holds it up and basically says, we have friends. She doesn't. Right. And I think that kind of, you know, I, that, and on top of, on top of Daryl eavesdropping on Henry being a dummy, um, and I realize he's a teenage boy, so it's kind of a redundant term. Well, I read a thing that was like, the whole point of the article was, you know what, I think I forgive Henry. He's 15 years old. He's horny all the time. And he's living in a world where he's met two and a half teenagers. Like, he probably met, when he met Enid, they were both teenagers, but she's grown up. Like, he's, and then there's the girl with glasses that keeps hanging around, that he keeps trying to tell to leave him alone. Yeah, he, uh, I, I just, uh, I just feel like, you know, he's, he gives his whole, she says, why are you doing this? Why are you helping me? And he says, because I care about you. And you realize he's known her, like, you know, 10 hours. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, even, so, I mean, it's, it's, he's a teenage boy and I'm okay, whatever. So she's like, could you, could you try not to kill any of them? And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah. They're like, they are my family. They've been raising me since the zombie apocalypse started. And Henry's like, well, I'll try. And, I'll do my best. <laughs> and and Daryl's in the background going, I'm not going to try. <laughs> yeah. So he basically locks Lydia in the closet with dog. Yeah. <laughs> That was really funny, though. She's like, you know, if you're not going to fight, you're going you're gonna to be in here, and don't worry, the dog will protect you. Um, and then the fight breaks out. And it's actually a pretty impressive bit of fight choreography. I mean, it's all, uh, you know, the building is under construction. So there's these great sheets of plastic and, and all these different visual, you know, neat kind of visual things happening going on uh, with the fight scenes. 
there's a particularly interesting axe to the chest moment. Oh yeah, I liked that a lot. Uh, because of course it's you see the silhouette through the plastic, and and they can't see Daryl's silhouette. And, uh, and finally, we end up with this. Two things happen. We end up with Henry getting uh, stabbed in the leg. Right. Um, and uh, Lydia breaks out of her closet. And dog like leaps through the air and takes out the guy who who stabbed Henry. And Lydia's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." And Henry's like, "I did it for love." And she's like, "Shut up, you." And and uh, meanwhile, upstairs, um, a really cool fight scene ends in I'm not sure a really good way. The uh, the fight between Daryl and Alpha. Yeah, or Beta. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really weird. It's a very cool fight scene. I mean, this guy is considerably larger than Daryl, and he's he's physically stronger, but Daryl fights dirty. Uh, <laughs> and Daryl fights smart. Right. He's clearly used to fighting people who are bigger than and stronger than him, which makes sense considering what we know about Daryl's life. Yes. I'm... I'm a little, I got a little confused about Daryl suddenly finding a trap door in the floor. Well, remember, remember when they got to the place? That's the first thing Connie did was like pull that table away and show and all that. So he was hiding in that place where she already had a thing set up. Well, it's 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 less about that it was there, about about how quickly he was able. Oh, you know, we're we're in one part of the fight scene, and then suddenly he's hidden there. Yeah, there's a. It just felt like there was no time for him to do that. Um, yeah. and then basically he comes up and he more or less kicks Beta down an elevator shaft, which on one hand, sure, Hooray. good, <laughs> let's do that. Um, I was so surprised that Beta didn't realize he was standing in front of an open elevator shaft. I mean, the camera clearly showed us the elevator buttons. Right. And they were right there. I mean, you know, if the camera could see it, then I'm pretty sure that Beta could have seen it. <laughs> Just thinking. And then not only that, uh, the, the fact that Beta survives what looks like probably a six-story fall. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. Well, you know, so I saw somebody mention that basically it's the horror movie moment. It's where the the unkillable monster rises from the dead. And we've talked about how the Whisperers are kind of the Walking Dead diving into classic monster movie horror. Right. You know, and and I guess that sort of fits in. Um, although... Except, except for except. we've already got zombies. Well, now we have Michael Myers. Uh. If we start hearing, like, electronic music in the background, when he shows up again, we'll know that they have just gone completely. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a little bit, uh, but of course he survived the fall down the elevator shaft because, sure, okay. Um, Anyway, it's, it's it's for a really cool fight scene. I think that was handled pretty well. The fact that he even fell on the elevator shaft and that, of course, he survived is a little bit much. Right. 
well, you know, what are you going to do? Point out that it's a little bit much. That's what we do. <laughs> you, you've, you've, you've seen our show, right? <laughs> uh, no, actually. Uh, so yeah i mean that's kind of was the episode yeah you know and and i don't i don't know that it i would say it was necessarily completely filler i mean it did advance the story uh but it also didn't i mean we we had things like this rather pointless discussion about whether we're even going to take lydia with us yeah well, and then at the end, it sort of implies that they're not, they're going to take Henry back to uh, Hilltop or Alexandria or wherever he can get his leg fixed, and they're not going to stay there. Yeah, they're going to go out into the big wide world. Like, what? What? Why would you do that? Why, why, why would you do that? Um, <clears throat> you're not going to be any, again, uh, Alpha's going to keep looking for you. Right. Take Lydia uh, with you or not. And you're not going to be any safer out in the world with Lydia Mm -hmm. than you would be behind the walls of the kingdom or Alexandria. Except except that we know, like I said, there's maybe 60 60 whisperers and we can take them out pretty quick, probably. Yeah, the, the threat they... We talked about this. We talked about this. Yeah. The threat. They, they, I mean, this. This reminds me. I, you should. You should be taking. I just realized you should be taking screen grabs since we have the ability to do that. Or you know, you're recording, so you can like take little screen grabs of us talking. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing. Anyway, so it, this reminds me a lot. This whole thing of the village, the M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Because the whole premise of the Whisperers is the only way to be safe is to walk among the dead. Societies are society has crumbled. It's time to walk among the dead. Well, then they walk silently, um, you know, up to a place like Hilltop that's been thriving for eight years, and they're like, like the first time they came across the village, I'd be like, hey, Alpha. Like, like these people are doing it. Like, can can we maybe go have a bath? I'd love to brush my teeth. You know, like the, the first time. Yeah. You know, just like I thought the village, like the the I I knew that the the village would never have survived through the first kid getting the flu. Yeah. The first time one of those kids got the flu and it was like, oh, you mean we can go get antibiotics 30 minutes that way? Like, no. Well, they're going to have a hard time explaining how the, the, the people who are following Alpha are not asking these questions because they are very right. human questions to ask. And if they're not asking them, how brainwashed are they? I mean, they can't be too brainwashed because there are, you know, the, the whole point of going after Lydia is that going back for Lydia in the first place made Alpha look weak. Right, it was against the rules. And Lydia keeps saying that. She's like, I don't know why this keeps happening. This is not how things are supposed to go. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, just because just Alpha's crazy doesn't mean she doesn't love her daughter. Yeah. Or... 
um, like a lot of people who are abusive, uh, enjoys control over who they're abusing. So, I mean, part of me, part of me wants to know Alpha better just because this is what, you know, when The Walking Dead writes a really interesting villain, sometimes they have really cool stories. Right. And, and yet part of me is just like, oh, let's just get past them. I'm already, I'm already yeah. done with whispers. Well, they remind me so much of the wolves. It yeah. almost feels like they were trying, like they were going to try and do the wolves with the whisper, or the whispers with the wolves. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, no, let's save. Let's actually save. Like, yeah, whatever happened to the wolves? Ain't nobody know. It's gone. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's not, it wasn't a bad episode. Um, it, I was entertained most of the time, but I actually was more entertained by the, the antics of the highwaymen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love the highwaymen. I, I can't wait for the fair when they pull out their guitars and, and their jugs and their, their, uh, their wash, their wash, washers and, you know, um, we should only be so lucky. Oh, that's gonna happen. The, the, <laughs> it's gonna happen. They're gonna be. They're gonna be uh, a band. It's gonna be great. Well, that would be that would be awesome. Um, and hopefully, they'll survive the uh, the great death which is coming. Which I'm increasingly thinking shouldn't be a great death. You know, there shouldn't be the level of violence that we're sort of being promised by the end of the season. Just doesn't seem like it's going to be realistic at this point. It doesn't, it's really bad. And you know that it's going to happen. Here's, here's, you know, it's, it's you know, it's going to happen. They're, we're going to have, because they, they were trying to give us a lot of that comic book stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody was like, oh, you got too far away from the comic books. And now they're trying to pull back and give us the comic book stuff. But, you know, they've not established the whispers as a credible threat. Their whispers are making the exact same mistake that Rick and crew made when coming up against the saviors. They're focusing on one small group thinking they can take this one small group. and They don't realize how large it really is. It's just not, it's, I just, it's not great. It's not great, Tim. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Yep. I, you know, again, since the show came back after its its break, this this part of the season has actually been pretty pretty solid. And this yeah. is the worst Walking Dead episode. Yeah, I mean, if this is the worst episode we've had so far, and like the only complaint is that it kind of feels a bit unnecessary. Like that's not. I mean, I can be okay with that. There we go. All right, folks. Well, we have only got uh, a limited amount of time to record tonight because there's actually a clock up in the corner that counts down how my I, I get to see it because I'm recording. Oh, how long the record? How long the Zoom call will actually let us record before I have to start giving them money or starting oh. the over? And we, of course, would love it if you were to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter occasionally. We're occasionally on Facebook. We have accounts for Zompocalypse Now on Twitter and Facebook. We just actually have to use them on a regular basis, which we're crap at. Got right. that. We've said this multiple episodes and we still are pretty bad at it. Anyway, yeah. try and do better. But you can find us on iTunes and podcast.com. And our own personal Twitters. I'm on my own personal Twitter all the time. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you're bad at all of it. I am bad at Twitter. Twitter's evil. Um, 
<laughs> but please follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> but if you like the show, please uh, share and let people know about it. And maybe we'll gain some followers and some new listeners and all that stuff is really cool. So we're always happy to do that. Um, we'll be back next year with more Zompocalypse next year. Ah, we'll be back ah. next week. Uh, it feels like it sometimes. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse now, probably with our, uh, our usual format. Uh, right. We'll see how this sounds because, like I said, I'm, we're, we're recording this and I'm not entirely sure how it's going to come across. Uh, but again, if it does sound really weird and odd, uh, our apologies. Like I said, it's just scheduling. It's just the way the world works. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. And Dustin, thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Tim. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Bye. Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.